tell me where in the world is crying in San Diego. Welcome back to another episode of Where in the World is Crime in San Diego. Welcome back, guys. Happy Monday. Yeah. So last week, we gave you guys the episode of Hashtag Mom's Friend. We discussed the case of Hannah, <clears throat> excuse me, Hannah Anderson. Yes. And, you know, we failed to mention that from San Diego to Idaho, where she was found, that was over a thousand miles away. And it's just like mind blowing, just the whole case and the the whole kidnapping and, and just yeah. it's such a wild story. And so, Angie, thank you for discussing that with us last week because that was pretty amazing. You are welcome. So we do have a new episode this week. Um, and stay tuned for the end of the episode because we have a very special announcement that Angie has been working diligently for the last like three months we are so excited but we will wait to tell you guys yeah. so make so stick, sure you stay tuned stick to to the end of the episode uh so yeah so we have a new episode um this week's episode angie you came up with a name oh that's right <laughs> spacing out so the name of this week's episode is match made in codis which gives you a little hint as to what we're getting into i like these because one we get an ending but it's also seeing the millions of pieces that it takes to get to that ending. It's mind blowing. Yeah. And it takes years. So yeah. All right, let's get into it. First, we're going to hit our sources and disclaimers. So sources for this week are NBC seven, ABC 10, San Diego union tribune times of San Diego, coastal news and North County daily star. And the disclaimers are rape, strangulation and murder. And unlike last week's case, everything's pretty cut and dry. So there isn't as much, I guess, a conspiracy or doubt about the facts on this case, which is pretty nice. Yes. So let's write right into it. We're going to just, uh, share to you guys Julia Hernandez Santiago. Uh, now, this takes place back in Carlsbad, not too far from Oceanside. And it is 1987. So this is a year before I was even created and born. <laughs> That's how long ago this was. Okay. Uh, Not to age yourself, but okay. Yeah. So let me take you back. It is the morning of October 10th, 1987. And this is where a passerby walking along El Camino and Alga Road. Now, Alga Road is very popular because it's near to La Costa Resort, the Ami La Costa Resort. That place is popular way back, like say in the early thousands, because it's a golfing uh, golf course where the PGA Tour, like Tiger Woods, those kind of golfers would come through. Well, now it's a golf course. Back then, it was just open land, correct? Even then, yes. Okay. Now it's like way more like top notch, like resort. But that's what it's famous for, and they also have you know tennis tournaments. So this passerby is walking along Alga Road. And they notice something like on the hillside of the ivy. And as they approach, this is where they're completely shocked. They're, they're horrified to seeing what was there. What they find is they find a woman who is naked from the waist down. Her belongings are scattered. Her underwear is in the tree. And they see that this person is deceased. 
Now, through investigating, they find out that the person had been sexually assaulted and strangled to death. And unfortunately, this person happened to be Julia Hernandez Santiago. And at the time, she was 26 years old. So a fairly young woman in the prime of her life had died. Now, this is where, you know, things start, you know, like, who could it be? I mean, the, all these questions, right, that we just go through. Julia was, you know, she was on her way to a doctor's appointment. Through research, I was able to find out that she worked, cooked, and lived with an elderly couple. She was a live-home uh, nanny. Or like a caretaker. Exactly. You know, so she she lived not too far from where she was found. She is described to be as a warm, quiet, hardworking person. And the reason why she was there that morning is because she went to go see a doctor for her like arthritis. And I'm I'm gonna say this wrong, but it's a uh, rheumatoid arthritis. No, that's right. Right? Rheumatoid, rheumatoid arthritis. Right? Right. Which is basically like you have pain in your joints, like in your hands. Your wrists, your elbows, everything hurts. Yeah. So that's why she went to go see the doctor. She went to go see the doctor. She made a stop over at a, at a grocery store before going home. And unfortunately, this is where she never, she never made it back home. Carlsbad Police Department, you know, they gathered evidence. They, they tried to gather as much as they could. They collected DNA samples because they could see that she was sexually assaulted. They collected the samples. Um, we have to remember this was in the late 80s. Yeah, so technology was still up and coming. Yeah. But they did held on to those samples. But there was no more leads after this event. And everything had gone cold. And then we are going to fast forward to May of 2020. When Carlsbad police gets a phone call from San Diego Sheriff's Department claiming that they had a DNA match on CODIS for Julia's case. And the name that comes up is James Charles Kingerly. Yes. Kingerly. Yeah. Kinger, Kingerly. The name is throwing me off. Yeah. <laughs> so he was 57 years old. And they ended up cross-checking the information. The reason that his name came up is because he had just been arrested two months prior for a felony. Because of the severity of his charges, they actually took his DNA. They won't do this for, like, small petty crimes, but they'll do it for the more dangerous stuff. And lucky for us, he was doing one of those. So it was possessions of firearms. It was robbery. It was big enough for them to be like, all right, let's keep this guy. Let's keep tabs on this guy. Exactly. Yes. So DNA was a match in May. And then in July 22nd of 2020, he was arrested. So it takes a couple months for the warrant to go through and all the paperwork and double checking. And his original bail was set at $2 million. The counts were rape and uh, murder and rape by threat. So James originally pled not guilty, of course, and he denied ever knowing Julia. We hear this all the time. I don't know why I'm surprised. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so a little backstory. Back in 87, James was 21 years old. 
five years younger than Julia. And one week prior to killing her, he was actually arrested in that same neighborhood. And they obviously, when they give you a ticket, they ask for your address. The address he gave was a mile away from where Julia was found. And that was only a week before. If they had actually arrested him then, they might have actually spared her life. Oh, I totally agree. And we hear this all the time. I know, but it just, oh, it irks me. There's so many countless stories that we that we discuss. We're like, oh, my gosh, if there's just this one thing, it would have gone different. And at the time, I guess he was like couch surfing or like staying with the, fam- with the family member. Yeah, what's that word? Uh, transient. Yeah. yeah, he was like in between. Yeah. It wasn't actually his house, but I mean, he was still living there. At least that's what he was listening to that. So as we said, he first said, like, I've never seen her. I didn't know her. No idea who she is. And then all of a sudden, it's like his memories jogged when his DNA matches. He comes back to retell his story. And he's like, oh, wait. Yeah, I met her at a restaurant earlier that day. Sparks flew. Love at first sight. We ended up hooking up in a parking lot and then went our own ways. And she was alive when she left. Like, how often does that actually happen where you think that's believable? So let's take it back, right? This is 1987. Right. right? Julia Hernandez is Hispanic descent. Uh-huh. Okay. James is American, white, Caucasian. Times are different. Even 30 years ago, times are different where you don't really saw too much of that going on, like interracial associations. So like for me to believe that they just had a moment and they were like, they had like sexual intercourse and there's, it's very unlikely. Well, the important part in his statement is that he's stating it was consensual Mm -hmm. and then they parted ways and she was still alive when she left. Yes. Which is she was in pain that day and going to the doctors and she still had to go to the grocery store and she was walking home. Where in her schedule do you think she had time or energy to engage in that? Exactly. Like, <laughs> she just came from the doctors. You only go when you're not feeling well. So, June of 2023, he was found guilty, obviously. And July 25th of 2023, he was sentenced to 31 years. 25 of those years were for murder, and six were for sexual assault. So... Justice was served, and CODIS does pull through. Um, The only sad part is none of her family was able to be present for the sentencing, but they are thankful that they finally got answers and justice. Mm -hmm. So uh, one quote from Summer Stefan, who's the district attorney representative. She says, this case highlights the important work done by our cold case homicide unit and the commitment of law enforcement in our region to solve murder cases no matter how much time has passed. And I could not agree with that statement more. I totally agree. And, you know, as time's gone on now, like CODIS has it's 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 a scary thing. But at the same time, if you don't if if you don't commit a crime, you don't have nothing to worry about. But people that commit crimes who think that are getting away with and they're usually repeat offenders, they're going to get caught, which it's believed that James has lived in San Diego this entire time. The last thirty seven years. Yeah. Um. He stayed in the same community, Poway, North County. I mean, who knows if he's ever gone to that extent with someone else, but he's definitely still been involved in different crimes. Oh, yeah, totally agree. But I think this was probably just a bigger one where the other ones were either smaller or he was able to get away with them. And this was big enough to where they had to take his DNA. And I'm really glad they have that rule where felonies get documented this way. 
Yeah, it's yeah. it really is because, like I said, repeat offenders are the ones that would pop up the most. Yeah. And if you commit a crime in the 90s and next, you know, it's like 20, 30 years down the road. And it's like you're but to live 37 up. years and think you got away with it. Yeah. Just it comes around full circle. Yeah. Like Justin Timberlake. What goes around comes around. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, this this case you know, came across us in this last week. So it was like, oh, wow. Like, it's amazing to see a cold case fully come full yeah. circle. That's why we decided to do this one. And it's like. And there wasn't a lot of information on Julia, but all like the couple statements that were out there was she was a very warm person. She was very caring. You can tell by her occupation that she cared for others. Like it takes a lot of patience to do something like that. I also feel like she was so young where she wasn't able to make her mark yet. Oh, yeah. I mean, 26, 26 you're just getting started. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I said, like, considering that she was Hispanic, she was most likely an immigrant and trying to make a name for herself or a new beginning away from her, her country. And it's She like, was from San Diego. Oh, was she from uh-huh. San Diego? She was a native. Oh, she was? Mm-hmm. Oh, my bad. I thought she was an immigrant. No, she was native. Uh, but either way, I mean, you're still figuring out what you're doing. Yeah. So. Well, paying our respects to Julia uh, Hernandez-Santiago in that. Her family has finally given to peace and justice has been served. So now we've reached the end of our episode and we have for you guys our SBS. Small business spotlight. So I know last week we did not share one, but we did have a couple in mind. And I have one that I would like to share with you guys. Uh, you know, it's funny. We got DMs asking what happened to the SBS. Yes. And I was like, oh, only people noticed. I didn't think anybody would notice if we skipped a week. No, Everybody noticed. It is funny because like last week was our first actual episode where we could really just like breathe because of wedding planning and everything. Yeah. Right. And even at the end, we just completely like, I was like, oh, my gosh, we don't have an SBS. It's like, oh, we're going to have to not do one. So. Yeah, I know it's a lot of people's favorite part, though, so we are going to stay on top of them. I do have a suggestion. If you guys have any to send to us, please send them over. I have an ongoing list. Yeah, We just need to make our way out to them. Um, but if you ever have suggestions, please send them in. We love to visit different businesses. So let me introduce to you guys and Angie, Honeys in Encinitas. Now, Honeys is like a brunch spot uh, right there off of Coast Highway. And I took the kids. So we're talking North County, right? North County. Okay. Yes. Right. Right. North County. Um, my little staple area, because I'm always in that area, like at least four or five days out of the week. And I took the time to go check out Honey's. And every time I, I'm driving by it, it's always busy. And the way they sit you down, it's kind of more of like it's not open dining. It's more of like you wait outside until like a table opens up and then you get to sit. Kind of like. When we went to San Francisco, we went to San Francisco. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You, you, you order and you pay and then you sit down. Yeah. That's how this establishment is, which is kind of nice because people are continuously coming through. Yeah. So the service is pretty quick and the food is really yummy. Um, and, you know, like I said, I took the kids, we had our brunch and as we were leaving, then the line just like packs and we're like, oh my gosh, we just dodged the bullet. <laughs> yeah. But it was good. Like I remember, I had some egg benedicts. The kids had a like a uh, a breakfast quesadilla with fruit and then like hash browns, and it was just really tasty food. So I love brunch. I can have brunch for dinner. Is it like a diner feel? No, it's it's more it's more modern. Okay. 
but the the service is really good. The, the service is really quick. They're attentive to everything, uh, and it was just amazing. So please check out Honey's in uh, Encinitas. They're located on six two or six three two South Coast Highway, Encinitas, um, and tell them we sent you. Nice. I want to go check it out. Yeah. So next thing that we're going to talk about, yes, is. Uh- so we have our first birthday coming up this August. So August 8th, we have been at this for one entire year. Yes. 365 days. That is insane to me. Um, thank you guys first for the support. I know we say it every episode and I will continue to say it till we turn blue because it seriously means the world to us. And in order to celebrate... You might remember on our episode two, three episodes ago, uh, not today, Mother Bleep. Yes. <laughs> um, we had a guest on, Christina. She's amazing. And we have teamed up with her to do an event on August 6th in South Bay. So it's going to be at Roar Park. Tickets are in our bio. They are on our Instagram page. Or you can DM us on Facebook and we can send you the link. We have it on there as well. And the tickets are $45. All proceeds go to supporting a nonprofit in San Diego that aims to support survivors of sexual abuse and domestic abuse relationships. So they give them tools to rebuild. They give them, you know, therapy, any support that you need. They have different outlets. They have legal support, shelter, job placement, honestly, everything that stops you from walking away from those situations. Um, and the class is 90 minutes and it consists of situational awareness, Krav Maga intro training, and then it ends with sound bath meditation. So you can leave nice and relaxed and reset, recentered. So I think it's amazing. We are super excited to do this. Um, the instructors from Lunar Lotus Retreats, she has been doing this for a while. She's very passionate about what she does, which makes us just as excited. So, yeah, we hope to see you there and share it with friends and family. There are only 25 spots available. So once it sells out, that's it for this event. Um, But if we have enough interest, we can continue to set up more events in the future. So let us know if you're not able to make it that day, but it's something you would want to do. DM us anyways, because that interest lets us gauge on where we're at. Yeah. And this event will be held in South Bay. But if we do have... Uh, interest in North County. We were were more than welcome to set something up in North County. Um, We already had plans of doing that. Yeah, we're kind of working out some details on that because I think it'd be nice to cover both ends. Yeah, totally. Because that's what we are. You're from South Bay. I'm from North County. So we meet in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, totally. I'm I'm super pumped for this event, uh, honestly. Um, So I'm looking forward to the whole Kamagra and then also like the the sound bathing. Like I'm like, I need to see how this is. This, yeah. Like I'm looking forward to it to like relax because I'm always on the go, go, go. Yeah. So to take a moment to slow down, like it's going to be amazing. And also stop by and say hi to us. Honestly, like uh, that'd be great to see, you know, supporters and people that listen to us. And it's just like, come say hello. I'm, yes. I'm definitely down for that. <laughs> and one more treat that we added in the tickets are on Eventbrite. But there's also something really special where if you can't make it to this event, but you want to buy a ticket for someone else to support the cause and someone that might not have the funds to make it themselves, there's something called a scholarship ticket on there. So you can purchase a ticket for someone else and then 
you can submit a submission. And if there's scholarships, we can assign them to you. So if it's something you want to do, you just don't have the funds for, let us know. And if we have scholarships, we can assign them appropriately. So reach out anyways. Don't be afraid to let us know. We really want this event to benefit anybody and everybody that needs it. And the way the world is today, knowing self-defense is just one more way to protect yourself. So it's a way to work out. It's a way to keep moving, get your steps in and just feel a little more peace of mind that if for some ungrateful reason that's you in that horrible situation, you have a tool that you can pull from to save yourself or save someone nearby. So I really hope to see you guys there and let us know what you guys think. Make sure to tune in every Monday for your next dose of Where in the World is Crime in San Diego? Till then, catch us on the next case. And in case we don't see you, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Tell me where in the world is crime in San Diego. Hey,